How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Thursday, January the 20th. Hey, I hope you're all doing very well. And hey, we are still in the aftermath of this Xbox acquisition of Activision Blizzard. So I've got like two quick stories for you, but then we're just going to keep talking about that because, yeah, now is not a good time to like make a game announcement or, or do something in the world of PR because everybody's just focused on this right now. Let's get into it. The first thing I want to mention is Rainbow Six Extraction, which is, of course, the newest game in the Rainbow Six franchise. It's releasing today and the reviews are now available. Now, what I will say is that, you know, the game isn't getting like super negative reviews, but it is certainly very average. If you don't know, this is a co-op first person shooter along the same lines of Left for Dead or Back for Blood or Payday, something like that. And the general consensus I'm seeing here is, hey, if you have friends to play it with, then it's probably worth picking up if you, you know, have fun easily. If you're a little bit more cynical about it, maybe wait for a sale, maybe go to the Game Pass, where it is currently available. Don't get me wrong, there is praise for the game. A lot of reviewers mentioned that they take some of the best bits of Rainbow Six Siege, but a lot of the reviews are going, yeah, it's just, it's meh. So take that as you will. If you're interested in it, make sure you're reading reviews or watching gameplay before you get it. Okay, and the other quick story here is that Banjo-Kazooie is now going to be available on the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. So if you remember, there's like an addition to the Nintendo Switch Online service that you can get that'll allow you to play N64 games. And they had an initial batch of games and said, hey, more of them are going to come later. So here's the first one coming later. It's, it's Banjo-Kazooie. Available now. Of course, one of the most beloved 3D platformers probably ever made. Feel free to give it a look. Okay, we're coming back to Xbox and Activision Blizzard. There's a few other pieces of information that have come to light now that the initial shock has subsided, I suppose. One of the things is that it is pretty much confirmed that the CEO of Activision, Bobby Kotick, is going to be leaving after the acquisition takes place. And that's kind of what everybody expected, but, you know, the company, they can't really say that legally. But this is what all the journalists and the analysts are saying. And I think that that kind of fits into this larger narrative of the fact that Xbox kind of has a lot of work to do with this studio, right? Like, it's really, really cool to imagine all the stuff that they can do with the IP and the franchises that they're acquiring. We talked about that yesterday. But something that we know about what they've done with Xbox Game Studios so far is they have been largely hands-off. They've just kind of let the studios do their thing. Now, historically, Xbox has not done that, but that did not go well for them at all, so they had to readjust, and under Phil Spencer, this has been a major change. With Activision Blizzard, though, they really cannot do that if they want their $70 billion to be worth anything. Oh, and by the way, I should, I should mention, that $70 billion, that's not just the biggest acquisition in gaming history, that's like close to the biggest acquisition in entertainment history. I believe the current record is when Disney bought Fox. And that was just a few billion more. Anyway, back to the point here. There's a lot of things that Activision is dealing with that now becomes Microsoft's problem, which means they have to be hands-on. The most obvious one here is uh, the lawsuits that the company is facing from the government, right? If they're going to navigate that, they can't just let the company do their thing. They, they need to be involved. And this is something that was actually said by the CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, who has a lot more to worry about than what's going on with Xbox. But he said, quote, we are supportive of the goals and the work Activision Blizzard is doing, but we also recognize that after close, we will have significant work to do in order to continue to build a culture where everyone can do their best work. End quote. 
Now, of course, we hear this kind of thing all the time. It's very much about what you do, not what you say. However, I do think Xbox has had a pretty good track record for this stuff up to this point, or at least again in the last five years. And, you know, I think there's also just the fact that there's probably a lot of people working there who are like Bobby Kotick in the C-suite or, or one step below that Xbox just doesn't want to work with. I mean, one of the things making the headlines over the last couple of days is that Bobby Kotick was thinking of buying a gaming news outlet like Kotaku or PC Gamer so that they could put in their own editorial and make Activision Blizzard look a little better, right? To change the public narrative. And that's just, well, let's just say that if Xbox tried to do something like that, that it would not go well. I think that's fair to say. So if I'm acquiring a company who had an idea like this, or who fostered the environments which these lawsuits are coming from, you could bet your house on the fact that I'm going to try and do some change. But hey, folks, I'm out of time. I'm going to stay on time today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back tomorrow with whatever news there is. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I'm still reeling from the news. Like, I I'm literally just thinking about it 24-7 ever since I uh, found out about it. I don't know. There's a lot of things I'm excited for. Like, if they're going to put WoW on Game Pass, I might just play WoW. <laughs> just for fun, like, not consistently or anything. But, you know, WoW was uh, a little bit a part of my childhood. My dad played a lot of it. And so I, I always wanted to play with him because, okay, I'm going to be bitter here for a moment. For some reason, my dad never wanted to play video games with me unless it was the games that he wanted to play. So the only games we played were Halo, sometimes, sometimes, he, most of the time I was the one playing Halo, and World of Warcraft. And I hate, I did not enjoy playing World of Warcraft as a, I don't know, 10 year old, I was quite young. But uh, I had my own computer and my dad gave me some, some free codes, monthly codes, to play World of Warcraft so that we could play it together. And it was like, I don't know, I had like three or four months subscription. And I barely played it, because it's boring for a 10-year-old to play a, an MMO. And he always criticized me. Oh, you never, you didn't play the game. You don't want to play games with me. I'm like, I want to play games with you. You just don't want to play fun games. Anyway, bitter moment complete. If you are a parent and you have kids who want to play games, play the games they want to play. Don't force them to play your crappy adult games. Anyway, so it was a part of my life, at least a little bit there. And uh, I would love to revisit it just to see it again, you know? And then uh, 100%, it's the same thing for Call of Duty. I think if they can put all of the Call of Duty games on Game Pass from, I don't know, Call of Duty 4 till now. I don't know that that's feasible for multiplayer servers. Maybe they could figure something out where they're like, hey, we have a, a Call of Duty server that services all games. You know, maybe they could figure something like that out instead of needing totally separate uh, infrastructures for every single game. I don't know how the back end on something like that works, but, you know, you could see them doing something funky with it. But even if they couldn't maintain the multiplayers, if they could do like a special event where every single game this was a suggestion by a friend of the show Kato. He was like, you know, what if they just did an event where for a month or a couple of months every single Call of Duty game was on Game Pass and all the multiplayer servers were open. And then from there, you know, shut down the ones that nobody's playing or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I would love something like that. Just to revisit Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2. Those are my four Call of Duty games. And I played hundreds and hundreds of hours of that multiplayer. And you can't, you can't play those anymore, right? Like, it's just going to be full of cheaters, or there's nobody playing them because the games aren't supported anymore. And for the recent games, I mean, Activision just makes it impossible to go back to those games. So, anyway, even if it was a multiplayer, I mean, Spec Ops from Modern Warfare 2, Zombies Mode, of course, like, 
get out of here. So much opportunity there. And then just everything from Blizzard is going to be wild. I don't know. I don't need to talk anymore about it. I'm just... Like I said, my mind's blown. I didn't see this coming at all. And I'm happy and optimistic, but also concerned and scared at the same time. Only time will tell how valuable this was for uh, for us as the gamers. Anyway, that being said, I did, um, I did play a game. I played a video game called Death's Door. It's an indie game. It's very much Zelda-like. And I'm sad to report that I didn't enjoy it. Actually, let me rephrase. I did enjoy it, but I'm not going to be playing any more of it. There's a lot of things to love about Death's Door. Um, I think it has a tremendous atmosphere. Some of the character design is is very, very unique and entertaining. The writing is very funny at times. I do think they have something there with the exploration aspect of the game, which is really what a Zelda-like needs to be. They have uh, these dungeons, basically Zelda dungeon equivalents, which were fine. They were passable. Nothing outstanding, but, uh, you know, fun. But ultimately, this entire game centers around its combat, right? Every time you go anywhere, you're going to have to fight something. So the fighting needs to be very good. And I don't know, I looked online, seems like people do like the combat. I I didn't enjoy it, to be honest. I found it incredibly repetitive with no variety. Like some, some combat is repetitive, but there's variety in it, so it's okay. But with this, I was literally just hit, hit, dodge, hit, hit, dodge. That was it. And I looked online and I saw people saying, yeah... It's pretty much like that the whole game. So, you know, you sometimes you get a, a weapon that's a little bit different, but otherwise, that's not changing. And I was like, you know what? Straight up, like, everything, all, all the positives are still true, but they're not so good that I need to suffer through this combat that I just have no interest in being a part of. So, it's too bad. I was looking for it. I paid 20 bucks for it or something like that. I don't like when I buy a game and I, I don't finish it, but hey, it is what it is sometimes. Hey, I'm out of time, though. I'll, I'll tell you more about my gaming escapades tomorrow, I suppose. And until then, farewell.